one kind of fiction that presents particular challenges and opportunities to, for Christians is fantasy fiction. We're familiar with it through movies, uh, certainly, The Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, uh, the Narnia series, which maybe one day they'll complete, who knows, which the book versions of those are available to go out and get them. They're good. Fantasy fiction is something that's enormously popular. It's sweeping our culture. It's pervasive. So what do we do with it? If anything, the problem of fiction that we've discussed before, the problem of it being made up is even truer of fantasy fiction. It's not even our world. In some cases, they aren't even human. What in that could be something good for Christians to, to do and to enjoy? Well, I turn to our two main Christian fantasists, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis, to give some kind of sense of what Christians can do with fantasy. First of all, we'll look at Tolkien. Tolkien had very well-developed ideas of what exactly he intended to do when he wrote fantasy fiction, and he developed these in a speech, which was then turned into a published essay called An Essay on Fairy Stories. On, uh, Tolkien's On Fairy Stories develops his idea of what fantasy is doing as an imaginative exercise, and he anchors it specifically in surprise, surprise, the image of God. He said that humans make because they are made in the image and likeness of a maker. He calls humans sub-creators who have their own mode of creation, which is analogous to that of their own creator. God used words to make in Genesis 1. And so humans use words to make as well. And the purest expression of human inventive making with words is what Tolkien called the fairy story, what we're calling fantasy. In fantasy, the human creator imagines or reimagines a world in which all the rules are potentially different. It's more purely fictional, more purely imaginative, more purely artistic because this inventor takes so much more of the reality of the story in hand. So much more of it is crafted, is a result of the inventiveness and the imagination of the author. And this, Tolkien says, does not drag that story further and further away from what Christians value, but is in fact the height of that Christian expression of creativeness, which is an expression of the image of God, teased out to the nth degree, used to its fullest, cranked up to 11. C.S. Lewis gives us another idea about fantasy when he talks about its role in his own life. When Lewis was going off to World War I, he got on the train with a novel that he'd purchased at a new, store, uh, new stall, Fantasties, by the Scottish writer George MacDonald. C.S. Lewis later would say that this novel baptized his imagination. What did he mean by that? What he meant was that his previous experience, his previous education, his previous learning had actually left his mind with a narrower notion of what reality was. In particular, his ideas of goodness, of holiness, and of the role of humanity in relationship to ultimate things. What this fantasy story did for C.S. Lewis was reorient 
his imagination to the possibility of a positive good that isn't just thou shalt not. The notion of a virtue that is heroic, of a holiness that is not merely derived from self-denial, but is a positive thing like a flame that moves through the world doing constructive, creative things. And he got this from a fantasy novel. So can Christians enjoy fantasy? They have, and I think they will continue to, if they think about it as Tolkien did, if they think about it as Lewis did. <laughs>